0: Part 1, 1896, Corn Harvest to Watch Night From The Trial of Trout Shoe, a true story containing hitherto suppressed facts, by Lucia C. Fry. On June 22, 1897, Miss Minnie Gross, recently graduated from the Lewisburg Female Institute, took her seat in the Greenbrier County Circuit Court, and in the shadow of the bench where Justice Joseph McWarder presided, she set her hands to the stenotype machine. The temperature was holding above 90 degrees, the paper wilting as Miss Gross struck the keys, feeding the narrow roll toward the floor. Upon this cream pulp was the court's official record the only evidence that the jury would be allowed to consider in the trial of Trout Shoe for the murder of his wife, Zona Heaster Shoe. This transcript was to make no mention of Mary Jane Heaster, mother of the victim, who rose from her seat in hatless dishevelment as the defendant took the stand. Dressed in full mourning, her percal unfashionably loose, she might have been painted, stark, upon the glowing summer air, the frock in blackened bone, the face and hands primed in gray, her expression uncommonly frank. Mr. Shu wore a fresh linen suit and a starched white shirt, both of which he had begged from his jailer, Constable Shaver and with his mild gaze resting on the jury, he made his plea not guilty. August twenty-third, 1896. Meadow Bluff, West Virginia. This is letter number one of five. My dear Elizabeth, where to start? I've never done this before, and neither have you. It's one of those things you can only risk once in a lifetime— And maybe there's no right way, so here goes. I'm your mother, Zona, the one who carried you for nine whole months before you arrived screaming into the Meadow Bluff dawn. Today is your first birthday. But if you're reading this, already the years have passed and you are 16 years old. My friend Lucy Fry is taking down my words, being better on her Remington than I will ever be with pen and ink. She'll keep my letters in store for you, Elizabeth, because I might get too nervous to send them when you're grown. That would be like me. You've no doubt become a fine young woman of great accomplishment, a Virginian wearing the fashions of the twentieth century, strange to say that if you open this letter in 1911, I won't be too much younger than your grandma Mary Jane. Right now, I'm a score and four, and when I last saw you, you were smaller than I thought a human being could be. Moments into your life, gum in the air like all creatures do when they're fresh from the darkness. Do you still have the name I gave you when you were born? Elizabeth, have you been well and happy in the way that mothers dream of? I owe you this letter now that you're grown, because there must be at least one thing you want to ask me. Why did I give you up? Well, if you're ready for the answer, I will set it down. The way that it happened, you and me were separated all of a sudden. We were over at the Harford's farm, Bessie and Armstead's place, staying in gentle Ruth's old room, Lord rest her soul. Four months I lay in bed, gazing out over Miller Mountain, the boys looking just as small and black as click beetles where they worked the faraway fields. I was hiding, Beth, if I may call you by that sweet name, from everyone. Not because I was ashamed of you, or even of me, but because I didn't want to hear the bad things people might say—